0: You know, when, when he was so sick in high school, you're really operating on automatic pilot at that point. Um, I don't think we processed a lot of what we went through mm. at the time.
1: Um, You're you're kind of maybe just going one day to the next. You are. It's a little numb. Uh, You wake up
0: in the morning and go, is there an anvil hanging over my head, over my son's head? What's going to happen today Um, that's going to be not expected? And there was a while there where it just was like, you know, you get sucker punched over and over and over. And I was never um, understanding why Emmett was handling it so well. I mean, I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but I was like, where's the anger? Where's the why me? Where's the... I'm so sick of being sick. He, he smiled in the hospital. He played video games. He, you know, had friends come visit him and they would pile up in the bed with him. It was just, and I, you know, honestly, um, now that we're out of that, he's a sophomore in college. I think he's starting to process it a little bit.
1: Good morning everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. Today we have one of the OG members of Triumph Strength. Sarah Freeman, welcome. Thank you. Very glad speci- to be here. Very special guest with us today. Um, we pried for like two years to try and get Sarah on this thing, so we finally uh, finally snagged her. Finally
0: shamed me into it.
1: There you go. Um so a lot of people do know you already, um, but maybe just to give people uh, an idea who don't know you, all the millions and millions and possibly billions of people who are listening it to this. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Uh, it maybe just time. give a quick rundown of kind of who you are, where you came from, okay, um, and all that kind of stuff. Okay,
0: um, I am a transplant to this area. Grew up in Lexington. Um, that's where actually Emmett was born and we started raising a family. And then moved to North Carolina for a little bit um, with Joe's job, my husband's job. And that lasted a year and a half where he was hired away from the company. So it was move, move, move. And uh, ended up in Northern Kentucky because it was supposed to be the corporate headquarters uh, for his new company, which ended up being in Wisconsin. So we ended up here for no reason, but thrilled to have ended up here because this is home now. Like we plan on staying, so.
1: So, how did that work? Like they just didn't have their headquarters here and then he, you guys just ended up staying, he got a different job or?
0: You no, know, uh, the headquarters was supposed to be here because the CEO of the company lived here and uh, it was a new venture, a private equity company. And they ended up having more um, plants in Wisconsin. So, huh. that's where they put the headquarters. So, let's just say Joe traveled all week, every week pretty much since we moved here eight years ago going to Wisconsin. <laughs>
1: Wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a. It's a lot of travel. That is a lot of travel. Um, lots of Sky Miles. You guys get those?
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Although now um, he drives almost every week. Do Does it? he really? Instead of flying, believe it or not, he can get there believe about the same me. amount of time.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because um, it really is when you really look at the numbers and like how long it takes you to mm-hmm. get in and out of an airport. Yeah, and, like, and your
0: layovers and every, you, yeah.
1: Yep. Yep, probably cheaper. And money, too, right? probably
0: cheaper. Yeah. Yep.
1: I mean, yeah, you're spending the time in the car, but uh, you know, if you're gonna be, you know, get your favorite podcast on yeah. or whatever.
0: There you go. It's the hotel points he racks put, up.
1: Put mm. all your, you know, playlist of, uh, you know, triumph every day on. That's and just right. Listen, binge, <laughs> binge listen to all of our exciting stories. Um, so that's cool. I didn't know you were from Lexington as well. Yeah. Apparently, there's all these things I'm gonna learn about you today.
0: Yeah, I grew up there, but I left there when I was 14. Um, went off to boarding school. In Virginia.
1: Really? Really. So what exactly makes a boarding school different than a regular school?
0: Um, went to Virginia and lived there in a dorm starting when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Went three years there.
1: Was that punishment?
0: No, it was uh, <laughs> escape.
1: Escape? Yeah. So was you was
2: hoping my family not going to listen to this. Did your siblings do the same boarding school? Four of the,
0: the five of us did. Yeah, yeah, I was
1: going to say, before we started, you are talking about being uh, you know, one of five. What's uh, our, Where are you at in that?
0: Number four, one yeah. of the babies, Boy yeah. Babies. yeah. The oldest sister is the only one that didn't go off to boarding school. Really? Yeah. So, so what uh,
2: started the boarding school trend? Was that just What bad
1: child yeah. started off the trend that you guys ship your no kids away? No bad children. It was one <laughs> of the,
0: it's called Lexington being a, hmm, a little bit of an elite, not in a bad way, but it, I went to a private school growing up and it was just kind of the thing. People, mm-hmm. a lot of people did it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to explain. It. It's sort of part of our family life. Oh, that's mm. interesting. If you wanted to go, you could go, and I wanted to go.
2: I don't think it's super deep into that, but maybe one or two takeaways from boarding school. Like as a so that was age yeah. fourteen to probably eighteen ish. Yeah.
0: You grow out fast. Yeah. You learn to. Um,
2: is the curriculum basically the same? Like you still get to like take gym and yeah. do things, or is it is exactly there the same? Ordinary?
0: Sports teams, all that. Okay. Um, it was an all-female boarding school but the male counterpart was across the street so we had co-ed classes
3: Hmm.
0: mixers with other boarding schools my brother uh, was in boarding school in virginia at the same time so i'd see him at mixers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that Mm -hmm. so interesting yeah but you grow up fast when you go away at 14 you learn to to. take -hmm. care of yourself
2: so um, you're doing your laundry. You're cooking food, or is that, no? That, food was provided,
0: your, but you, you know, it was in Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. and you learned to how to take a cab back then I and know, just go downtown sure. and go, you know, handle mm-hmm. your own money, yeah, balance I mean, a checkbook, um, stuff that I don't think a lot of kids learn until they're.
1: You say 20. kids. Say so you, you say kids. I know a lot of adults that don't know how to. Balance <laughs> <a checkbook. laughs> well, that's yeah. true. Anymore, you don't.
0: That's true. When I married Joe, he didn't much, know right? how to balance the yeah. checkbook so really? I took that over yeah
1: he seems so uh
0: he's super smart and was lazy about that <laughs>
1: there you go. so what's a what's a dynamic like growing up with uh five kids and family I we have four and I know how crazy ours was I can't imagine adding another
0: uh best friends we were really tight really? I don't know about you guys but we bonded really closely and um
1: it wasn't like anybody that was like you know beating up the younger one? Oh, no, we all beat each other. Okay, that's good. I'm just I'm just checking on that.
0: I'd say my little sister and I were the worst. We drew blood. Mm. It was, we fought rough. Yeah. And you learn to fight well when you have two older brothers, too. Sure. Um, But they're also, you know, like your best friends, so we had kind of a rough uh, growing up. So that's, you know, not to get deep into that, but we bonded over that. We were tight because of that. Yeah. Mm. It's part of the reason I wanted to go away.
2: Yeah. Mm. So... That's cool. Do you uh, make like some lifelong friends at boarding school or anything like that, or is it?
0: Yeah. Well, actually, there, I
2: guess let me rephrase. Was Was there people anyone from Lexington area, or was it like spread throughout or central like Virginia or wherever you were at? It was
0: all over the country. Actually, yeah. I had um, there were a few people from my hometown who went, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and we were close while we were there. One girl came home. She it wasn't for her. Oh, I think she enough. was gone by Thanksgiving. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, but you know, most of the f- people I met that I was the craziest about in, in high school and college were from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, they must just party a lot. They were from yeah. Yeah. Alabama, st- <laughs> yeah. I didn't stay close with them. Um, my little sister did. She was at the same boarding school, but I, we're just different personalities.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just curious. I just didn't. I kind of moved on to the next phase of life. Yeah, absolutely. You know? What was that?
0: Um, college in Virginia. Okay. And. Uh, another all-female school, and with guys' schools all around. Um, Mm -hmm. Four years there, and then came back to Kentucky.
2: Back, Mm -hmm. Moved back. What'd you study?
0: Communications and psychology. Never used it. Ah, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think that's kind of a, a, it's a little bit of a trend, honestly, and you really look at, it's so hard to decide, you know, at that age, like, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Very few people, I think, are like.
2: That's why your son is so exceptional, and like, Find myself like becoming jealous of like people that are so driven and focused on knowing exactly what they want to do, whether that is really what happens for the rest of their life. You know, we can kind of maybe jump into that a little bit. Um, yeah, you
0: know. I never had a clue, when, and to me, that's a waste of tuition. Mm-hmm. Not that getting a bachelor's degree was a waste of money. Sure. I don't mean that. But it opens
2: up a lot of doors.
0: Yeah, the the amount of money it costs to do that. For yeah. sure, I could have pulled that off. It. Right. A, a less expensive school.
2: Yeah, right.
1: and but again, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You yeah. don't realize going into it that like no. I will never use this. Right. You know exactly. Uh, neither neither Mark and, or I are in our, our f- respective fields per se, but we use the things that you know. Right. You, you pick up sure. along yeah. yeah. so. and you
2: still communicate. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. You know. So um,
0: have to understand people, right, the psychology. Right. Yeah.
1: So you you move back to Kentucky and. Um, where uh, where along the way does uh, Mr. Freeman come in?
0: Um, all right, so I I went to I work feel for like my dad. get a little
1: juicy, I feel like. No. Say, oh, okay. All right. All right.
0: He. All right. I went to work for my dad's architectural firm, doing office work, and that's where I met him. Who's actually a client, mm-hmm. um, which absolutely flipped my dad's shit out that I would date mm-hmm. somebody who was a client. He did not like it. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. We, we, we were actually, we met there, we were friends for a couple of years and then mm-hmm. um, dating other people that we didn't want to stay with and ended up dating and, and getting married. It'll be 23 years.
3: Wow.
0: November. Wow. Well, congratulations, yeah. awesome. Yeah, He had, the first gift he ever gave me, um, he had come in for lunch and he went out to lunch with my dad and he knew I liked, it was not your typical girl and I like to shoot guns, so I mm-hmm. came back and there was this beautifully wrapped package of shotgun shells on my desk.
1: Oh, first gift he ever gave that's me. It's amazing. What's yeah, a what's a date awesome. with Joe Freeman like?
3: <laughs>
0: Our first date, we drove to New York. Did you really? Uh-huh. We did.
1: Romantic. He had
0: friends there, and we went cross country. And um, but it's
1: not yeah. So like, and again, we look at like, oh, we've been friends for a while. So it's not like right. So it's not Joe. We're going to New York. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: So we went skiing. That's the one and only time I've ever been skiing. And um, we got caught in a horrible blizzard and wrecked the car on the way there. Oh, jeez! And he and the time, I was a smoker, and so we wrecked. And he took the side mirror off, and I was like, well. So I got out of the car on the side of the highway, lit up a cigarette, and he, uh-huh. he still was like, I knew then I was going to marry you. Uh-huh. Any girl who can just have a wreck and roll with All right. it. Right. That's like, awesome. Yeah.
2: makes for a good story.
1: Um, so going from a... Large family of five to basically one child.
0: One child. Yeah. Yep.
1: Right. So was that kind of planned? How did, How did that work? with No, uh, it's just with, sort of how kind of,
0: nature yeah. took its course. Yeah, we I, would have had more.
1: You'd have had one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Although I got a good one, so if I stop with one. You was, do have really good ones. Yeah. Let's
1: talk about Emmett for a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. Because he's a pretty extraordinary favorite
0: subject for me. Yeah,
1: he's yeah. a pretty, yeah. pretty extraordinary kid. I mean, we've we've known him now for. Numerous years. So yeah. So it's, it's been... Um, pretty much since you
2: started s- coming. six
0: yeah. years. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: It's been pretty amazing to, to yeah. see his journey because it, it's been some peaks and valleys for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... A lot of
0: valleys. It's tough. But,
1: it's tough, uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, and I don't want to, like, push on you too much, but maybe if you want to talk a little bit about kind of stuff that, that Emmett's been through.
0: Yeah, no, I don't mind talking about it at all. Um, so he was was at the beginning of high school into middle school he got sick around Christmas time we didn't know what was wrong with him and after some extensive testing um, at Children's Hospital he was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called ulcerative colitis and from there um, you know it's a pretty serious disease where your body attacks your digestive system and um, so he was super sick and they have all those drugs you've probably heard about on TV, Humira, you know, the scary biologic mm-hmm. meds for about two and a half years, tried him on those. Two severe reactions, ambulance trips, um, life-threatening pancreatitis. Mm. It was uh, yeah, I
3: yeah.
0: terrifying. So at that point... Um,
1: yeah, for a little while there, it's like we were getting updates and none of them were, were seemed like they were ever good news.
0: No, it was um, seriously traumatic. Mm -hmm. couple of years Um, and he ended up being a candidate for surgery so long story short um, his junior year in high school they removed his colon and -hmm. he had an ostomy bag
3: in high school
0: and um, within he within one year nine month period he had three major operations between six and eight hours to reconstruct him inside and then reconnect so he wouldn't be dependent on an ostomy bag so he flew through those operations. He flew
1: through those operations, I think, due to his, his, I think he had a little bit higher level of health than maybe some kids that, were, that would go right. into that. Right. Especially going into a serious operation like that. I mean, he worked his butt off.
0: So he started training with Chris Lummel. Mm-hmm. And Chris's goal was to work with him and do what he could do even though he was really sick and having constant flares just to get him strong strong as you can be, yeah. working with what you've got to work with.
1: And there's some serious science behind that, you know, you hear from time to time about, you know, people who walk away from what would rather be a, a serious accident, a car accident or something like that, or, mm-hmm. or have a medical issue that they'll they'll fly through because their previous level of health was higher than the normal person. Right. You know.
0: He wanted to be as strong as he could be. and. and uh, so he, he was athletic before this happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. he made the freshman soccer team at Ryle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and he's still very. And athletic. he was playing that uh, soccer, even flaring on the disease. So mm-hmm. it was it was kind of crazy. But
1: uh, so maybe a little bit of a twofold question for you, and take your time on both. But um, maybe because you you and Emmett are obviously very close. Um, I think I don't say closer than most mother and son, but like you, you know, I see you guys together and it's, it's, you are a very close mother and son. Yeah. We have a pretty
0: unique relationship from
1: Um, being sick, I think. um, Maybe just talk a little bit about what that's like from a mother's perspective, especially with her only son and maybe the things that he's told you about his perspective. Maybe, you know, I can't imagine going through that through high school when it's such formative years, you know, I think a lot of Mm -hmm. people still carry things from high school because it's it's so impactful when you're growing up
3: yeah yeah
1: what was that kind of like for you maybe for him
0: you know when when he was so sick in high school you're really operating on automatic pilot at that point um i don't think we processed a lot of what we went through Mm. at the time
1: um, you're, you're kind of maybe just going one day to the next. You of. are. It's a little numb. Uh, you wake yeah. up
0: in the morning and go, is there an anvil hanging over my head, right. over my sunset? What's going to happen today mm. that's going to be not expected? And there was a while there where it just was like, you know, you get sucker punched over and over and over. And I was never um, understanding why Emmett was handling it so well. I mean, I know that sounds like really a was. crazy thing to say, but I was like, where's the anger? Where's the why me? Where's the... I'm so sick of being sick. He, he smiled in the hospital. He played video games. He, you know, had friends come visit him and they would pile up in the bed with him. It was just, and I, you know, honestly, um, now that we're out of that, he's a sophomore in college. I think he's starting to process it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's starting to hit him how hard high school was and how he wished he could have just been normal. Right. Like everybody else. and. Um, You know, I think he thought, oh, it's just whining if I feel bad for what I've been through. But it's okay to feel bad Mm -hmm. for going through that, Mm -hmm. you know?
2: I don't think anyone would have have blamed him for for feeling a bit bad. But that was the thing that stood out to me through the whole process was, Mm -hmm. you know, here's a kid that's been through a lot, clearly. And any time I saw him, he had a smile on his face. And he was just like, you know, hey, Mark, how's it going? You know, just very always polite and very um, interested in what's going on around the gym and you know always apologetic if he's like well you know I might have to modify something or you know I might not be able to right. it's like Emmett man like you're here <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, like let's just get some Right. it's like whatever we have we trouble do. getting people in on a regular right. basis who right. don't have team, anything but, wrong with them yeah. Yeah. but it was just always high spirits and I remember following you know his journey and learning some of those details about friends coming and playing video games and I know Chris was really close with him and oh, working yeah. with him one-on-one, which was awesome um, for honestly both of them. And, he and Becca
0: uh, cooked for us in the hospital, yes. brought us good food. Yeah, Chris great. played video games with Emmett. It was pretty phenomenal.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just kind of speaks to that family element that we kind of embody here with, you know, members. And some right. people, t- t- you know, can be surface level kind of members and a lot of people we can dig really deep with and right. it's like I've got to know you know we've all got to know you know you your husband and obviously Emmett uh, over the years and whatnot but
0: well you all gave Emmett a sense of normalcy mm. in a, in a period of his life where it wasn't very normal mm. I mean he would come in here and you know he would call Chris his older brother mm-hmm. and you know being an only child and he could come in here and feel like he was like everybody else right got yes. he worked out with an ostomy bag right in here and Chris was willing to deal with that. You all were all willing to deal yeah. with that. That's yeah, it's huge uh, as a mom for me. Mm-hmm. If you're asking how I felt as a mom with that question, yeah, the support he got, mm-hmm. eh, community, it was like priceless. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if you guys really know how much that meant to us mm-hmm. as family, but um,
2: that's, that's and awesome. you remember
0: the hero.
1: Yep. Yeah, we did did a little hero oh, workout for Emmett. Oh man, was, and then again like it's great. You know, I guess maybe listening to this, if you're, it wasn't like, oh, we need to do this to, like, put this on social media or something. It was, like, holy crap, he's he's we need to
2: doing the right thing is always the right thing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those
1: things where we wanted to do something for someone we saw who was, you know, having a tough time. Mm. You know,
2: because he would have did it for us. That simple. Um, But yeah, maybe we. Um, to talk about maybe his progress now, obviously he went through that. Yep. And then now, you know, like you said, he's a sophomore and I was saying, you know, he's a driven kid. He knows what he wants to be and you, know, you can fill us in on some, uh, where he's at right now.
0: Yeah. He's doing really well right now. I mean, he's had a, some residual health effects, but they're nothing out of the ordinary, but he's been coping with that in college. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, frustrating to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, he's at EKU down in Richmond. Mm-hmm. A four-year aviation um, program. Becoming a pilot. Very
2: cool.
0: Just passed last week. He can fly alone now. Wow. Or take any of us up.
2: And you've flown with him before? Uh,
0: I went on the very first, um, the Discovery flight he wow.
2: went on. Wow. What was that like?
0: Fantastic. I am, I would go anytime.
1: Love this, flying. It scary, uh... Knowing your son's at the helm?
0: A little bit. (laughs) I mean, he'll always be my baby, and he's a grown man now. But, you know,
1: he's still my baby. He's more than a grown man. He's quite tall. (laughs) (laughs) We call him the baby giraffe. The baby giraffe. He's He's no longer the baby giraffe. He's got to be the tallest pilot,
2: probably, after school. Is this? He's six, he six. has
0: to fold his legs. To, yeah, between six five and six six. Yeah. So to fold his legs up to get in that little bitty cockpit and <laughs> fit, <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. when he's flying 747s, it'll be a little roomier.
1: A little, um, little bit roomier. Yeah. I'm sure if he's yeah. flying like a Cessna or something like that right now, it's just like. Yep,
0: oh yeah. Here we are. If he's on a three hour cross country, he gets out and says, "Oh my god,
1: my but body he aches." Us up, yeah,
2: be yeah. I mean, up for some mobility. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, he's uh. Like I said, he's, he's been just an inspiration to watch. And when he talked about, you know, like, smiling and things like that when, when he was going through all this, I think that's just something to be said about his, his personality. Even though it sounds like, you know, he's, he's processing it a little bit more now because how hard college probably is. Like you said, he never got to have that kind of, like, not that people skate through high school. But no, it's but a, it's
3: a carefree
0: time in a lot of ways. before yeah. college because you're
1: because right. your parents are taking care of just about everything. Mm-hmm. You just have to go to school and maybe you got a part time job yeah. or something. But it's not nearly as stressful as making sure you're ready for all these exams and tests. and right. You also have to do laundry and you know make sure you're eating and
0: right. And when he was in high school, he was you know well not to be like all gloom and doom or anything. But his 16th birthday, he was in a hospital bed. Yeah. You uh-huh. know that's. That's not what you usually do on your 16th birthday. Right.
1: But I feel like, you know, looking forward for him, I think that he will probably, just seeing the person that he is, he's going to internalize that and kind of live life to its fullest. And I think he's already doing that. He
0: appreciates yeah. things a lot. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think for a lot of people, they they have to wait until they have some sort of um, uh, life-altering thing happen to them for them to like realize that, like, oh, wow, I should... I should really live this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want, to, don't take this out of context, but like in a way he's in a very weird way, he's lucky that he had that early on because he will live the rest of his life to the absolute fullest.
0: No, I don't take that in a weird way. You're you're the sum and substance of your experiences, yeah. good and bad, mm-hmm. and exactly. they shape you and they mold you. and. He's an incredibly resilient young man because of what he's been through. And
1: I think, too, it's and one his of those Empathy
0: is for yeah. people is huge.
1: It's one of those things that, like, you're going to, you know, you come to these crossroads in life and it happens almost daily. You know, you can either go down a negative path or you can go down a positive path. And he's just one of those people that will constantly go down a positive path. You're right. It's you a,
2: a cognitive, you know, choice. Yeah. And it's a cognizant choice. I mean. And uh, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: So um, I, I, I want to go back just a little bit before. Um, kind of prior to all this stuff was happening in Emmett, you were a member, but you were almost kind of one foot out the door um, in in a sense. Like you were kind of like, I don't really know if this is what I want to do as far as fitness and things like that. Um, Maybe just talk a little bit about kind of what the process was for you to come back in and now what we consider, you know, one of those foundational members of our community.
0: So I was a runner um, and thought, oh, that's just who I am, what I was going to do, mm-hmm. and um, Melanie Proctor was the doctor that we hooked up with. and She's been instrumental in getting a lot of people here, and yeah, finally knows. talked me into it. And you know, but mm-hmm. I had never lifted weights. I never did any of that. It, it wasn't part of my identity. I, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just a girl. <laughs> you know, that's kind of all I thought, um, and didn't think I'd ever love it. But the more I did it, the more I did it, the more I loved it, and it's not just the exercise, though. It's truly, I mean, I know everybody says this on here, but it was the community. That's what got me back in here and mm-hmm. kept me here. I the thi- friends. Like, I have two big communities in my life besides family. My church and my CrossFit box, mm. you know? Yep. Like, we've talked about moving a million times. My one criteria to Joe is I have to be within a reasonable commuting distance <laughs> of triumph or yeah. I'm not moving there,
1: right.
3: yeah.
0: period.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, and we, we definitely appreciate that. And I think, too, early on, uh, you know, to, to basically our detriment, we didn't really know exactly what our our identity was um, at Triumph. You know, we kind of came in from a different atmosphere. Um, and you guys had to teach us what community was. Like, we didn't really understand it. You know, so well, you like, all were
0: in a tough position. I mean, you took you bought it and took it over from somebody that mm-hmm. was close with a lot of the members. Yeah. So y'all had a tough road (laughs) ahead. it was but
1: and we and like i said we did great we didn't really understand what what that sense of community was for this place you Mm -hmm. know we we had we had to learn it from you all which uh you know we're very gracious for because it's it's, again it's shaped both of our lives because it's definitely changed and we're we're still learning yeah exactly (laughs) always learning daily 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 learning
2: teaching us but yeah it's it's evolving i mean to you know, obviously, this Saturday, we have a five-year anniversary, so it's pretty... Uh, I know, it's exciting. It's pretty special. We're, we're excited exciting. about it. Yeah. And with all of the members having so much going on, it's like so many people have been apologetic with like, I'm really sorry, I can't make it. You know, it's like, I got this going on, and that's just our community, though. Like, on the weekends, right. it's like... Most gyms would never have yeah. people wanting to make the excuses to yeah, the exactly. owners they to say, can't be come. there, yeah. you
0: know? Everybody yeah. wants to be
2: there. It's, a special, it's special, though.
1: we appreciate uh everything you've done for us as far as again just being supportive so um kind of going speaking on the sense of community uh we had a obviously a very very dark time as a community um in 2016 Mm. um obviously with crystal and bobby oh yeah right Mm -hmm. um and again for those of you guys who don't know um it, it's kind of been in and out of the news. I know that there's a, a trial recently. Um, anyways, Crystal and Bobby went down to check on some property on the July 4th weekend in 2016, and the person who was renting the property uh, decided to take both of their lives and, and kind of hide their bodies. Um, and, but for a while, a, a very long while, um, it was almost... Soon, like
2: forever. Six,
1: three months? Before they found Crystal,
0: she was found second.
1: Yeah, she was found yeah, second.
0: Yeah, I think I want to say it took a little bit longer than that. But yeah, so somewhere in the six month. Thing I now, know you
1: were you were very very um, you were close to Crystal and and became a pretty integral part in searching and things like that. Um, yep. What was that? Why I guess why why did you feel the need that you should be such a, a big part of like trying to find her?
0: Well. Crystal and I got to be friends one day really to me. This was the pivotal moment Um, She I think it was the morning class like 930 and I had said you make sure you come back you know you're fun to work Mm -hmm. out with and Mm -hmm. she told me that um, she had been intimidated or gotten her feelings hurt or something by somebody in another class which doesn't matter whatever that was but um, she said you just make me feel welcome and um, I, there was something about that moment mm-hmm. where I just knew we were going to be friends, and um, that- talk about somebody who had been through some life challenges
1: and had a wildly positive outlook.
0: yes like you, much like, like Emmett.
1: Like you should, yeah. you should not be that happy of a person with the things that she's been through. Right. You know, like hit, hit and run, left for dead on the side of the road by a drunk driver. You know, lacerations to her body, breaking her back off a horse. Um, you know, and things that came out a little bit later about, you know, she was she was just never um, able to have her own children, and you know, so right. Bobby came along, and she's basically being the mother figure for, for yeah. his children and things like that, and just someone who just embodied positivity.
0: Yeah, what's not to love, you exactly. know, and she was pretty private at first, and mm. then as she got to know people, she started talking about the challenges, and... Yeah, you, know, you just can't help but form a bond with somebody when they're willing to go deep and share, you know, their deepest hurts and pains of life and um,
2: yeah, isn't that amazing? And that's
0: what happens in, in CrossFit. It just yeah. does. Yeah. You that's,
2: know. I don't I don't want to uh, just skate over that point you made at the beginning of that was, was you guys kind of had that moment and it's like isn't it amazing that just in a moment like when you have that connection with another person it's like you don't really know what's kind of forming there but obviously that was huge in her being in a you know you basically integrating her into our community and then her being able to share her story and develop obviously a relationship with you know several members uh, of our of our gym but you also could have not taken that um you know, advantage of that situation. And now, you know, right. who who knows, like who knows maybe Yeah, we could have left the gym at the gym. Exactly, exactly. Right. You know, who, she could have maybe, you know, had that um, rude, or whatever you want to say that altercation was with that other person, and that might have been her impression of, oh, this is what Triumph is. And, you know, and that's kind of a testament to who you are, Sarah, and just how welcoming you are to people that you don't even know, um, and, and being so impactful, but. I digress, but I just. Well, that you
0: all. Uh, one of the challenges that we did here um, encouraged us to go out and do some form of exercise that was um. not gym related. So, before Crystal was killed, we had the like privilege to go hiking with mm-hmm. her, which mm-hmm. was oh my gosh! I'm, I still have pictures of that on my phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't remember who I remember. all was there, but some of you know. I mostly do, but I'm not going to go into that. But we hiked and hiked. It was a gorgeous day in the woods and. Mm-hmm. Laughed. I mean, I got to laugh and spend a day with her. I never would have mm. spent. So you asked me why I felt like I wanted to go search.
1: Yeah. Stuff like that. You
0: know, as, yeah. a, as a mom, um, I got to meet Crystal's mom and can't even let my mind go there
3: mm. with
0: what she must have been going through. And How could you bo- not I'm want to help her through. find her, right? Yeah. Help her at least find her daughter and get her buried. And, you know, Crystal meant so much to all of us. And,
2: sure.
0: You know? I could, so I wanted to, I wanted
2: you know, to find her. Well, you know, I, it was very special watching that whole thing transpire with you and just your unrelentless kind of mentality towards like, we are going to find her and you connecting with the canine units and leading a lot of the searches and I you know, went down with uh, with Chris and I remember just yep. combing through the forest, and it's like,
3: yeah.
2: you know, it kind of hits you in waves, you know, and it's like, wow, like we're, this is what we're doing right now. Right. It we're, makes we're, it really you know, real. It's yeah, not really a story. It really was. Yeah. Know, it's, it's, not, it's yeah. you know, so obviously I, I hope a lot of people in life never have to experience something like that, but um, you definitely need a community of people around you to you get, get through that. So I know it was very tough on um, all the members, but I just want to kind of commend you for all well, your efforts with I, that and I, think I think I need that but yeah well I it, mean it, so I've stuck know. with
0: the search and rescue I've yeah it really hit a nerve with me to the point where um, once Crystal and Bobby were found I still go do search and rescue really mm-hmm it's
1: interesting so. I went
0: I mean I've even been in the last uh, you know six months
1: mm. so
0: um, and the people that we did dog search with, canine search with, she got a grant for a boat and Emmett and I went out and we're training on how to you know, drive a boat because her dogs do water, underwater mm-hmm. search and rescue too. So, Very cool. And retrieval. So yeah, it's it's interesting in a creepy way to most people, but um, well, again, it you're, really helps people. You're it provi- <laughs> truly
1: helps people. You're providing, oh, yeah. a, ser- you're providing a service that um, not a lot of will- people are willing to take the time to do
0: yeah and it's not just you know looking for people who've died it's yeah. they do a lot, a lot of live rescues people who get lost alzheimer's sure. patients yeah. I means really happy endings
1: yeah so it's a,
0: it could be sure. a really positive thing
1: yeah, it's, it's positive nonetheless i mean because you are bringing some closure to people, right you know, regardless of, of said situation so um but the the to tie a bow on you know everything that happened with 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 her obviously she was a um a very special part of the community anyone who knew her even though she was quiet and reserved she was just someone who all she wanted to do was just improve on herself you know she was didn't have a, a mean bone in her body um and just constantly 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 trying to improve even with limitations she had physically and she know. was an
0: incredibly hard worker <clears throat> yeah. yeah she is. She in um, the gym and out of the gym oh,
1: yeah. absolutely i agree yep. um so uh Moving to you know, maybe some more positive things. So um, I know that you've Taken a job down in down in Lexington So you're mm-hmm. kind of traveling there. So you Joe's traveling you're traveling. Yep. Yeah, so let we're empty
0: nesters now So why not? There you go. So yeah. what kind of
1: stuff uh, driving down in Lexington? What what uh? What's going on with that position?
0: So um, it's the second time I've worked. It's our church. Okay and We've been there 20 years hmm. We're like founding members of the church I was the first administrative assistant, parish administrator, basically, there um, before we moved to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And my boss called me back and said, I know it's not fair to ask you to commute, but you want to come down three days a week? And Mm -hmm. I said, sure. It was the best job I ever had. Mm -hmm. Loved it. So, I'm glad to be back, except I hate the drive. Right.
1: hate the drive. Yeah, It's, It's a long one. It is. It's a long one. How do you pass time in the car?
0: Uh, podcasts. Podcasts. Mostly podcasts. You have yeah.
1: uh, outside of ours, obviously. It's up to the list. No, I listen to ours. Uh, I listen but,
0: to Stuff You Should Know. Oh, that's I a good like, one. I love that. That's yeah. a good one. And then the Serial podcast. Serial? Uh, some True Crime stuff.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll, give, I'll, yeah. give, I'll give you a couple that you'll, okay, you'll, you'll love. Okay, yeah. good.
0: Yeah, Becca's given me a few. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Some, uh, some, Definitely some good stuff to, to kind of pass the time. It's funny. we, uh, Laura and I listened to one on the way back from Buffalo, and it was like 24-episode series and it oh, was yeah. like we got through like 12 episodes it was still like all right we're meal prepping and listening yeah. to episodes as we like go. before
0: you know it you're where yeah. you're going exactly time goes by. definitely right. definitely well, so much music i can listen to in the car
1: exactly yeah. i agree you can't you can't sing in the top of your lungs for like 12 yeah, hours so yeah. <laughs> um so um i know we've you've struggled with a couple uh some issues with your neck and things like that yeah. um but I want to kind of maybe talk to people we've talked a lot about your life and things like that we touched on the gym and community sense but um, as far as fitness and health goes what has um, what we do here kind of done for you
0: well okay um, you talked
1: about being a runner and like I, I'm, I'm just scared to lift weights and obviously right. that, we're, we're way past that now yeah we're way you know. past
0: that now so it's been a okay well let me back up here it's been a challenging health Few years for our whole family. Sure. I don't, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Joe was also in here training with Chris Limmel, yep. which caused some symptoms in him, which uncovered a very bad life-threatening thing. So um, that was positive, positive, positive. You know, he ended up having quadruple bypass surgery, and mm-hmm. his carotid artery was ninety percent blocked. Um, so he wouldn't have found that if he hadn't come in here right. and started working out. Pretty nuts. So you know, good can come out of you know bad um for me um i went through well okay i was athletic as a kid and then um i think i mentioned i'm an ex-smoker so i smoked and smoked through high school and college in horrible shape let go of all fitness um got pregnant with my son and put cigarettes down and never picked him up again i was 30 years old when i had him Mm -hmm. so i'm now you know 21 years 22 years smoke free and um My come to Jesus moment was, Emmett was probably five, six, something like that. And I went to my doctor. I'd always been thin, athletic. And he said, you're fat. You need to lose weight. Not words I had ever heard in my life. And I said, well, I gotta do something. So that's when I started running. And I remember the first time I went out running and I was, oh, we do 200, 400 meter, whatever. I probably went 200 meters and started crying. It hurt. I was like, I can't do this. But it was just, you know, put one step and one foot in front of the other. I was going to
1: ask, well, what what, what, made, what made you kind of keep going? Because here's the thing we see so many people just with. I, I was actually talking to Melissa this morning Barbell Club, why, you know, we have struggled with people like committing to, like, I'm going to do a weightlifting meet. Right. She's like, I don't understand why people train so much and not want to test themselves. And, I'm, and it basically, you know, okay. we, we got into a discussion about the fear, fear of failure oh yeah you know like oh yeah if I do this I might fail and it's like so for you to say I cried and I wanted to stop and then I just kept going again you obviously passed that along to Emmett like that came from somewhere you know so what what in your mind made you say I need I have to do this
0: because I did not like myself
1: Hmm.
0: it wasn't me I lost my identity that's what I felt like
2: right and you didn't have to accept that reality. I
0: did not have yeah. to accept that reality. I thought, I don't like what I see in the mirror. I don't like what this says about who I am and where my priorities are. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get that back.
2: Right. Like you had a value system and this was not right. aligning. And it was gonna, not aligning with it. I'm going to take that clip yeah. of video and we're just going to play it on the front screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have um, to accept
1: your reality. Yeah. You yeah, yeah, absolutely
3: did. don't.
0: And I thought, I can't believe how hard this is. But then I thought, how many years did I take to get in this shape? It is not going to change overnight.
1: It's perspective. Mm -hmm. It is perspective of where you are, what it took to get there. Um, So many people have such short-term perspective that it's impossible for them to realize how much it might take to get somewhere. You know, we we, we have such a, um, you know, as humans, like we're, we're not very good at, like delineating large amounts of time and effort, like you know, you, right. you think back of like uh, just to give like a history example, like the how long the pyramids have been there, and then how long the dinosaurs were before that. It's like we can't we can't step far enough back to really realize what that looks like. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like people, people think that. Everything should be well. I've been doing this for three months. I don't yeah. understand why. Oh, I ate well for three days.
0: But, why do I still yeah. have a muffin top? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's I like think no. The, it's not the gonna,
2: thing is, they overestimate what you can do in a year. You underestimate what you can do in ten. Yeah. You know, so it's like they constantly yeah. are like I can, you know, go from three hundred to five hundred pounds on this, but it's like well, maybe not in a year, but if you stick with it, yeah. You know.
0: And then you know, I started discovering changes just in my capacity once I started doing CrossFit here. And like, here's a prime example. So I was a runner, ran one half marathon. I did the pig when I got here. Um, Quit running when I realized that CrossFit was what I wanted to do, but decided after my mom died of heart disease that I wanted to run the heart mini Mm. down in Cincinnati. I was just going to CrossFit classes, did not train one day and went and ran nine miles straight without stopping.
1: It's weird, right? It is weird you, how don't, have to, you yeah. don't have to you don't have to crazy run crazy amounts run. of yeah. long distance when you're when the uh metabolic capacity is already there.
0: All right. So mm-hmm. I thought and then I remember testing the mile or whatever and I know what pace I ran. And um I remember running it here and going, oh, "I just knocked a minute off of my pace." Wow.
2: Yeah, I mean, you start creating this just I've said it before, this, this inventory of wins. And then that can snowball. It's just like momentum in a sporting event, right? It's like, oh, this mm-hmm. team's got the momentum. Well, look out! And that's essentially what you're doing every day when you come and surround yourself with a group of positive people. Right. And what and, and even, one thing
0: I want to attribute to you guys as coaches, owners, whatever is is this: it's easy to come in and compare yourself to somebody who's lifting, you know, fifty pounds more than you are as a female, and going, "Gosh, I want to be able to do that," or whatever. But you will always make us focus on compare yourself to yourself and where Mm. you want to be don't compare yourself to everyone around you
1: I always like to give the example of like pick the um you know pick the person pick the top 10 people who who came in the crossfit games like you can compare yourself to them and the obvious answer is no why would I do that well then why would you compare yourself to the person in your class Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense
0: all you're gonna do is feel bad about yourself when you could go oh but you know a year ago it was hard to pick up a 35 pound empty bar
1: exactly Mm -hmm. and And again it's it's all about perspective because people people don't you know when you when you compare yourself to xyz person because um, oh well they they lift more than i do or they beat me in xyz workout and it's like okay um take again take a step back what's their work life like what's their home life like do they do they travel to lexington yeah uh, you know, every week Dude, on the, a deeper level, it's just
0: spend like, three years at children's hospital and still get up and go work out. At exactly. least I'm here. I walked in the door. you know exactly. I'd have to remind myself of that when I felt like failure was how I wanted to define it.
1: million so. percent. and then you start to realize what's actually important too because again, people get very wrapped up in what numbers they're producing and what their score might be on on a workout and things like that and and again, I don't want to say that, what we're doing isn't important but what we're doing is not the most important thing it shouldn't
2: right, be right you know and again you can just look at more sciencey things like genetics it's like you know again the guy that won the crossway games matt fraser both of his parents were olympians yeah. mm, you know, something there they were Olympian. <laughs> yeah you know so it's yeah. just again it's a million different things that you can get caught up into training age all these different variables that play into training how you sleep you know whatever it is um, but you bring up a, f- so um, it's a tension point with us, with clients, is why well, don't I have a pull up yet? She's got a pull up, I don't. We've been, com- we started at the same time, we are the same weight, we're the mm. same age, we have the same hair right. color, we have the, you know, all, all these all these things, and it looks like it should, the answer should be obvious, but it's always <coughs> complex. I mean, by now with modern, you know, everything, this, that, and the other thing, we should understand that we are very complex beings. And literally we're, we're discovering things as recently as like yesterday that like spending X amount of time on your phone before you go to bed suppresses serotonin, which decreases REM sleep. So it's like, I don't know how much time you spend, you know, so we can, we can do the hundred question test, but at the end of the day, it's like, like you just said, Hey, I, whenever I started, I was here. And you know what? Sometimes you have to have those hard conversations with yourself and understand, like, you know what, maybe I haven't been putting in as much effort as I can. Right. And maybe that's... Just own it. You know, yeah, own it. You own know? it. Own it. It's like, yeah. hey, I didn't study for the test. I failed.
0: Yeah, because uh-huh. I, exactly. I didn't study. Right. You know, so... Well, I've had to take a humbling step back here, too, with injuries, like you said, Jarrett. And um, a year and two months ago, I had a massive operation that was supposed to be outpatient mm-hmm. and ended up three days in hospital with a blood transfusion That's and it knocked setback. me yeah it's it was small a setback. small <laughs> setback and within six weeks I got cleared to come back in here mm. whatever I could do but you know right now I'm taking off of weights altogether because I have disc issues and hopefully it's temporary but if not I'm gonna have to come up with a plan but yep. it'll be here it'll be something yeah you know
1: yep. so so um, deal with that. going in that direction what um what what is next for you on the goal list um, I know you seem like you're, you're somewhat goal driven. So, uh,
0: truly, I want so badly to get back into CrossFit class. Yeah. I'm doing personal training with Chris, which I love, and it's fantastic. And I will probably stick with that to some degree.
1: But again, it's not. I like the, not one the one on one, but I
0: miss, I miss the community. Mm-hmm. I actually miss barbells. I can't believe I'm saying that. you are going to be I just big and pick bulky, sir. I want to pick one up. You're going to some
1: big and bulky if you touch a barbell. Yeah, I know. I've heard. Um, so what about uh, for maybe, uh, you know, Joe and Emmett and the family, kind of maybe some, some long-term goals for you guys. Obviously, Emmett's on a, on a kind of flying path, yeah, uh, yeah. pun intended, flying path yeah. to being a pilot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun to watch that, I tell you, the milestones he's going through. So, you know, we're just sort of going to stay in this area. I'm done with the um, suburban neighborhood, don't need, you know, the place we want to move. I think mm. um, got a great space d- up here. If you guys want, to know perfect. It. We'll renovate. <laughs> it's my own HGTV show. Um, I'd like to maybe buy some farmland in Dry Ridge, which no, is still not close not. enough to get here. Right. But gets me closer to work. True. By 20 minutes, so I can oh, yeah. I can deal with that.
2: That's an in between. Oh uh, yeah. yeah,
0: and just you know figuring life out. I mean, Emmett's probably going to be traveling. You no, know, telling where he's going to live.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: I don't know if he'll get based out of CVG. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll depend true. on that's where he gets hired, like. right?
1: Yep, you know, they they live quite the, um, uh, literally, jet setter lifestyle as far as like you're you're living out of your suitcase for mm-hmm. quite a bit of years. But year. he
0: likes to travel and he's yeah. happy when he's in an airplane, so there that works are. for him. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a homebody. So, other than that, goals, you know, just to keep going. To, you know, just I'm turning 51 here in 10 days, and it's hard to believe they've gotten to that point. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Look great. Um, if you had told me that I'd be at a CrossFit gym at 51 years old, I'd have laughed.
2: Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's only for like the 20-somethings. Right, that's right. Because right. yeah.
0: there's no way the rest of us could get something out of it. So. I listened
2: to a podcast the other day and there was a guy, there wasn't a CrossFit-based podcast, but one you know, one guy was a fitness expert, and I asked him, like, what do you think of CrossFit? And he's like, well, it's for the 18 to 24-year-olds, and my body, like, I think he might have been in his 40s, he's like, my body just can't take that style of training. And it's just, it's, it's, yeah, not always it. It's, it's, always it's <laughs> funny
1: because again, we've talked about it on here too, where it's like, I personally will probably never do a pistol again. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to mm-hmm. now. Maybe you have those, those small, like pistols are for 18 and 24 year olds. I can do, bul- I right. can do Bulgarian split squats and get the same benefit out of it. And it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yep. again, it's, you, you have to be cognizant and you have to have the wherewithal to know that like, this is where I'm at. And mm-hmm. I can still get a kick-ass workout. That's right. And not have to be balls out every single day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: Like my favorite thing is flipping up on the wall and working on handstand push-ups. Yeah. I may never get to do that again because of the discs in my neck.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. So probably, probably I'll miss it, but. Aaron, said caution. I'm yeah. gonna advise you. Yeah, I know. But... I don't do that. anymore. <laughs> I listen to hey, Doctor Aaron. Hey, sure. Yeah. So
0: you I just you're right, but also I'll probably never do those again. But I can find plenty to do in here.
1: Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I, again, you know, if you've listened before, we always like to end with that, that very simple but complex question of uh, oh, your, <laughs> your, your definition of success, nice. and obviously, uh, I'm excited to uh, hear yours because you've been, you know, through family stuff, through personal stuff. You guys have been through a lot, so um, excited to hear what you have to say.
0: It's it's definitely changed. Um, I used to have this idea of fitness and success being. Much more competitive than I feel about it now, with with my age and setbacks that I've had. But for me at this point, I'd really have to go with. Um, I want to be able to maintain the capabilities that I have now.
3: No, mm. yeah. sharpen. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's really it,
0: whatever those are and whatever they're gonna be, whatever I've got to work with. I want to maintain that to the best of my ability.
1: Right. And uh, again staving off the inevitable. That's what we always mm-hmm. were trying to do, right? Right. Because right. I know
0: people my age who couldn't drop into a squat and or talk there's about
1: people who can't walk from their car to their
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, to the front of a store. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that are that are they're not much older than I am, regardless of whatever age you are. I mean it's like it's right. it's a it's an epidemic. They're talking about within the next ten to fifteen years over half of our population we are at yeah. one third. We're at one third of our population being overweight and obese. You're
2: talking about fifty
1: percent of our population
2: being overweight. It's scary. And
0: obese. It's really scary.
2: Yeah, we were just at a museum over the weekend, and uh, they had—it's um, like as soon as you walk in, the first thing that I saw was rentals for wheelchairs and rascals, yeah. scooters to get through. Like the, the museum, you got—you got to walk a mile right. today. I mean, Can't just, do it. Eh, I'm a,
1: Take a rascal. Fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day. Thanks for
0: having me on, guys.
1: Absolutely. Hopefully it wasn't as scary as you thought it was going to be. Nah, it's just talking talking to you
0: guys. just like being in class. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, So, again, thank you, Sarah, for coming on today. Thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can find us on triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. See you guys next week.